Alright man, you know my mic is on You know what I'm saying This is, of course this is for the love I gotta make sure my shit is working This is episode 53 You get what I'm saying Like I said, we here We always coming You know, I always want to thank The people first and foremost For the support The patience Etc Because it takes time Giving the content, you know what I'm saying? So I just appreciate the wait. Sorry for the wait, but of course we're here. And it's been a it's been a bright weekend, man. Been a good Sunday. As we are currently recording, this is post Grammys. You know what I'm saying? Grammys was this past Sunday night. And not gonna lie, because we're gonna we just gonna kick it off with the Grammy recap. Just to get that out of the way, because it's been a eventful night. You know what I'm saying? Not only did we have the Grammys on Sunday, but, you know, of course, we had the sports events, you know, basketball games, other sports, etc. But we had the 30 for 30 as well. On a side note regarding the Baltimore Ravens in the 2000 Super Bowl run and the championship defense, which I would say as a Ravens fan, is the greatest defense of all time. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. But back to the Grammys. And of course, before I forget, and we start again, thanks to my supporters. You know what I'm saying? All DSPs. You know what I'm saying? Follow the channel on YouTube, all of that. You know what I'm saying? Subscribe, do what you do. Go outside, tell your best friend, tell your loved ones about For the Love. You know what I'm saying? You see behind me, we actually got the merch. We got the t-shirts, you know what I'm saying? And we got the hoodies, you know, shout out to Super Clothing, you know, shout out to Pack Super, check the website, the shit is there, man. And if you local, hit me up, man, you know where I'm at. You really don't know where I'm at, but I'm out here, I'm outside, you get what I'm saying? So, nonetheless, like I said, Grammy weekend, it was actually a dope event, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I can't even, I can't even well. It was, it was actually enjoyable to watch. It still had its moments that was like a Grammy moment, like certain artists that performed that was just like, what the fuck is that? It was a bunch of those, but overall it was dope. So not going to run through the whole shit because I'm not going to lie. That's a lot of fucking content that y'all can realistically just YouTube besides youtube and this you know what i'm saying follow the channel and all of that but we start off the grammys with bad bunny who is to me the world's biggest artist right now like <laughs> like in a sentence like bad bunny is the biggest artist of artists in my humble opinion so not only that but to show love to the latin culture was dope, you know what I'm saying? Giving him the performance to start off the Grammys was fire. And being that he had all the nominees, he was a part of the album of the year conversation that we're going to get into later. Seeing him open the Grammys, which is the highest platform for music and represent the culture and Latin culture was dope. You know what I'm saying? Definitely thought about my cousins out there in Jersey. That told me about son about years ago. I know they was getting lit to uh Bad Bunny when he was out there, so that was dope. You know, notable things 
it was dope to see a lot of notable acts more so on the hip-hop side be present at this award ceremony now again i understand that we as a black culture really don't and shouldn't give a fuck about the grammys but at the same time it's the grammys it's the highest prestige of the industry so it's just that it's just going to be that you know what i'm saying so to see jay there beyonce there kendrick's the Khaled's, the Fat Joe's, the Busters, I can keep going on, Rakim's. We're going to get into the hip-hop part later. Just to see all those greats and legends even present was just fire to me. You know what I'm saying? So, like I said, Bad Bunny opened the Grammys. Then you get into, you know, Lizzo's performance, which was dope. Not going to lie, I'm going to come clean. She definitely provided us like a Missy Elliott tribute performance if you ask me because all I saw was like glad bags on stage and it was like elegant it was elegant but it was trash you know what I'm saying <laughs> literally but like and and then another note it was a lot of aluminum foil in the fucking building but that that was blowing my fucking mind because I was seeing mad niggas just wearing aluminum and it, and it was looking like cookout plates and the shit was disturbing me but Lizzo performed, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then you get into the awards and how they did it was they had previous winners from past award ceremonies present the award for this year. So like best hip hop album, they had Cardi B present that being that she won back in 2019 with her first album and she presented that album to Kendrick, which Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers won that as it should have. People have their opinion. It's always subjective. That's the beauty of conversation and music and et cetera. But to me, Kendrick was the right winner. And going back to other awards, seeing Beyonce be present again and not only be present, but accept the award that made her the most decorated Grammy Award winner of all time was a powerful thing to see. You know what I'm saying? Now, me personally, that's the reason why Beyonce was there. You know what I'm saying? Not saying she has to be there, but like that was the reason why she was present because if y'all going to present me with some all record shit, I'm going to be there for that. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people thought Beyonce was performing, but I'm like, y'all really think she's about to perform when she's about to get ready for a whole tour? She ain't performing shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She's about to get her award, which is history. And then, like I said, she's going to sit back, enjoy herself, and support the fam and her husband. You get what I'm saying? Because, like I said, she's really telling y'all niggas that if y'all really want to see me perform, y'all going to drop these racks and go to the renaissance tour because y'all definitely not getting no free national televised concert y'all gonna drop these bands you understand so that's what she's on and again continuing with the grammys you know what i'm saying and the performances they had the motown tribute shout out to betty gordy legend goat etc you know what i'm saying and they had no other but the one and only stevie wonder Yet again, meaning that this is another year and another tribute that this man, a.k.a. G.O.D., is participating in. And I'm not going to lie, I'm about fucking tired because to this day, I've never seen a motherfucker give Stevie Wonder a tribute. 
It's like, I don't want niggas to wait until he's gone, God forbid, but I done seen Stevie Wonder give everybody in the fucking world a tribute. I think all tributes he was a part of, the motherfucker sung at Nipsey's funeral, yet I ain't seen nobody sing a Stevie Wonder record while Stevie Wonder was in the crowd to witness that shit. That needs to change. Matter of fact, whoever networked, because all the white people own that shit, they need to set a two-hour event dedicated to Stevie Wonder. You know what I'm saying? Get some solid performers like Jasmine Sullivan and, uh, you know, Raphael Sadiq, et cetera, and get them niggas to perform this legend. Because I'm tired. You know what I'm saying? For the love, we tired. Stevie Wonder been tributing tributes. You get what I'm saying? Like, this nigga Stevie Wonder did a tribute for a fucking tribute at this point. I'm tired. But nonetheless, it was fire. You get what I'm saying? They, they honored the great Smokey Robinson as well. Representing Motown, you know what I'm saying? Again, I'm naming architects to this shit. You know what I'm saying? Fuck legends. I'm naming like the forefathers of this music shit. You know what I'm saying? For real, for real. And that was dope to see. And that was the best performance to me of the night up until it got to what I was anticipating, which was the hip hop celebration segment. And that was celebrating 50 years. And again, I mean, 5-0 years of hip-hop, a.k.a. the culture, a.k.a. the reason why I'm doing this shit, a.k.a. why I breathe different, like, just everything. This was what this was about. Now, they did what I felt they was going to do, and it's not a bad thing, but they had to cram 50 years into, like, damn near 5 to 10 minute segment performance, if not 15 minutes, you know what I'm saying? But and even that was like doing it justice as far as like doing what they can do best because you can't get every fucking thing in hip hop in like 10 to 15 minutes. So I give Grammys, Grammys their props. Um, they still ain't shit because y'all not showing full understanding of hip hop. We need to get to that part where it's a condemned or excuse me, condemn is a wrong word, but it's like a defining win when it comes to hip hop. You know what I'm saying? And that's just with the awards. But as far as showing love and the tribute to hip hop, it was a fire segment, man. Like I seen Rakim at the fucking Grammys. You get what I'm saying? Like that that alone was crazy. The only critique, or I wouldn't say critique, but the only thing I would have probably did was throw Slick Rick in that motherfucker and have him before Lottie Dottie in that bitch. Like, imagine if Slick Rick would have walked on that fucking stage and then acapella for, like, a minute or, like, four bars would have had the whole crowd singing that shit. What? That would have been crazy, son. And then, like, you know, Wu-Tang segment was dope, but it was only meth. So it was kind of weird because it wasn't really Wu-Tang. It was Method Man. You know what I'm saying? They really should have just had Method Man perform image T-H-O-D, man. You know what I'm saying? And that would have been more fitting. And like Scarface, another one, he was dolo. He's a legend, but I, w- I would have loved to see the Ghetto Boys. And again, I know I'm throwing mad critiques and that shit sounds like, damn, Los ain't fucking with it. But I really fuck with it. It's just... Speaking from a real fan of the shit, the things that I would have loved to have been incorporated with. Even Jay-Z being on that segment would have been crazy, but I, I can understand him not being up there because him performing later. And that's pretty much segue 
me to that part, which is the in performance of the Grammys, which was DJ Khaled, Wayne Ross, and Friday performing God Did, and also John Legend, excuse me, John Legend as well was on the record. Fire performance, fire visuals, being at the supper table, whole performing that eight hour verse. I don't give a fuck how long it was. It was God. It was a him because I'm him. You understand? And niggas gonna understand about Sean Carter because this leads me to my conspiracy theory or my for the love theory. You know what I'm saying? About what Jay and how he approached this whole Grammy shit. And hear me out. So Jay-Z and Beyonce attends the Grammy Awards ceremony. They normally don't go every year, especially every year, but they tend to go at a point where it benefits them. And I don't knock them for that because, like I said, this is the event that Beyonce becomes the most Grammy Award winning and Jay-Z so happens to perform at the Grammys. And it's during the 50-year hip-hop anniversary, so I can understand Jay being present and Beyonce being present in support for him and for her accomplishments, which is historic. On top of that, you have the Grammys, which is in January, which is the beginning of the year. The following month, which is February, excuse me, I apologize. This is fucking February, so we are in Black History Month, which I forgot to even acknowledge for this duration of the fucking episode so my ancestors forgive me but on black history month we're gonna set 2023 off by kicking it off at the grammys representing rock nation my wife is here to receive the most grammys of all time i'm here to perform one of the best verses in the past year 2022 even though cole had the best verse in my opinion but I'm here to perform that for the first time at the Grammys. On top of that, in the next week or two, we have another representative from Rock Nation and from my umbrella, which is Rihanna Fenty, that's performing at the Super Bowl halftime show, which Jay has something to do with that. So what I'm saying, I'm saying that to say that all of this shit is Rock Nation. And I think Jay is taking these moments to set the tone that this year is really on some our year type of shit. And then the remaining of the year, guess who's going on tour? Beyonce, Renaissance Tour. She's about to run 2023. And then potentially Rihanna may go on fucking tour. If not this year, then the following year. So I'm saying all this to say that if this theory is true, then what Jay is doing is very strategic and is very gangster because at the end of the day, it's Rock Nation and they running this shit. You know what I'm saying? But going back to the Grammys or to summarize the Grammys, conclude the Grammys, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Those were the performances. Of course, they had performers in between that, like Stevie Lacey, shout out to him. You know what I'm saying? Representing the Our Future Umbrella. And his performance was dope. I understand his attire he looked like a he looked like a a 1987 wwf wrestler you know what i'm saying it was just kind of you know he looked like a wrestler mixed with an x-men character it was just wild but i fought with lacy his album is dope and they had those other performers i can't even name them to disrespect them but 
it was crazy, you know what I'm saying? But and then when it came to the top awards, like album of the year, everybody wanted to see Beyonce win that. Me personally, I felt like Renaissance should have won that shit, but I always said it. And I told niggas the night of that Harry Styles is going to win that shit because it's the Grammy format, it's marketing, it's how they go about shit. Like, I seen Macklemore beat Kendrick, which to me is the most wildest shit that I would ever witness in my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, wild. Like, that shit is wilder than DMX not being nominated in 98. You know what I'm saying? Because that's just some, some, that's just some system bullshit. But Macklemore beating Kendrick was crazy. So to go from that to see the Harry Styles win, it didn't surprise me. You know what I'm saying? I was even more surprised that Bad Bunny didn't win that shit. Because to me, Bad Bunny should have won. His album was that fire. And then Beyonce was the second because her album was played from top down in clubs. And, bro, I never seen clubs play a whole fucking album. You know what I'm saying? Like, they just played the album and just let the shit rock. Like, if you was a DJ, you didn't even have to DJ because you just hit play and just let that bitch rock. The transitions was fire. So Beyonce Renaissance should have really fucking won. And I'm not that big of a, a Beyonce fan. I'm not on the beehive, but that's just facts. You get what I'm saying? It's just the facts. You know? But other than that, that was the Grammys. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nothing about, ain't nothing more Grammys than seeing performances that you like. Some that's like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Some artists you get, like, they sweep the category. So Beyonce swept R&B for the most part. Kendrick swept the rap category for the most part. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Future, Tims, and Aubrey because they definitely won a Grammy for the, um, record that was popping you know what i'm saying there for you or something like that but they won the future has a grammy man you know what i'm saying that's that's just hard in itself and you know what i'm saying this rap shit now the last thing i wanted to address about the grammys because i did speak on r&b that was interesting was chris brown's reaction to him losing the best R&B album category to Robert Glasper. Now, shout out to Robert. And for people who do not know of this good brother, he is a jazz artist. I consider him jazz. He's actually multi-dimensional as far as genres and lanes and whatnot. But to me, I equivalent the shit to jazz because his sound is very jazz-ish. You know what I'm saying? If that's a fucking word. And to summarize, he deserved a fucking win. You know what I'm saying? It was a dope body of work. His album was fire. And he deserved it. Chris Brown came out in the internet world and wanted to speak and blast on Robert Glasser more so saying, who the fuck is this person? And then later down, he apologized. But at the time, it was weird because rather than shitting on a, the next man, especially our own skin, he could have just spoke on how he felt with the system as far as them not being in the same genre or he, him not seeing them in the same lane. He could have spoke on that, but he chose to disrespect a man, which was corny. I fuck with CB, fucking legend. I don't think his flowers is given enough, but that type of shit was lame. And even to see him apologize is telling because he knew what he did was some bozo shit. But as humans and niggas, you're supposed to live and learn. So I hope you just take that and just 
try to go from there you know what i'm saying i'm not gonna necessarily say i hope they collab because me personally i think that's even cornier to see them collab after that type of shit because it's like if that's really how you felt then just keep your distance like we don't gotta dislike each other and shit but we're just gonna keep the love afar you know what i'm saying so other than that man cb is a dope artist i just wish that the nigga just stopped putting energy on shit that was that's irrelevant you know what i'm saying and at the end of the day cb give us a 13 song album if you listening right now for the love man my eyes is on the camera cb the last two albums three albums was fire but they were playlists long 30 songs is not gonna do it bro like for an album you have to give us at least a 13 song record if you can go less than that you can give us a 10 track jump to be honest because you gave us about 90 records in the past two three years so we appreciate it but as far as albums and body of work we need that 10 13 piece man or something less than that just so we can get the top down and be like oh that's it and then wanting more that's the album right there you know but with that being said of course shout out to the grammys and also fuck the grammys you know what i mean so that's that's just how we do that because there's duality out here you know what i'm saying you know and it is what it is and the next thing we got because i gotta make sure because the grammys came up like i said it's black history month we on february you know what i'm saying we kicking it off with excellence you know what i mean black skin i just want niggas to moisturize themselves put lotion on sunscreen shit like that you know what i'm saying jinko with aguas you know what i mean water on deck you know what i'm saying and that's just it is what it is you know and at the end of the day, you know, like I said, Black History Month, we got the Grammys coming up. We got Rihanna about to pop off the Super Bowl and, you know, Beyonce breaking records, you know what I'm saying? Jay looking like G.O.D. out there and it was just, you know what I'm saying? It's just the shit. And then speaking of the Super Bowl, you got two and I say two african-american as they would say but i would say two black quarterbacks starting quarterbacks that's leading their franchise to the fucking super bowl and i mean two quarterbacks two black quarterbacks that they and i'll let y'all figure out who the fuck i mean by they said these two quarterbacks and more in the league would not ever work these two quarterbacks are taking them to the super bowl and that's Patrick Mahomes for the Kansas City Chiefs and Jalen Hurts for the Philadelphia Eagles. I want to shout out to them two brothers first and foremost. And it's one of the first or it's one of the first Super Bowls in a while that feels very neutral. You get what I'm saying? I'm very much a Baltimore Ravens fan for people who do not know at this point. And if you don't, I don't know what to tell you because you need to read or write. But as a Ravens fan, this is one of a this is a very neutral feeling, you know. Again, seeing two black quarterbacks in the in in competition is already fire in itself. So I'm going for either or. Me personally, will come clean, you know what I'm saying? Because as part of me representing the AFC, I'm kind of leaning towards the Chiefs. I don't have a particular reason. I think the reason is just that it's Mahomes, bro. Like, the motherfucker Mahomes is, like, the only niggas I've seen that play that position greater than that man is 
Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. I never seen nobody else play. And, 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 and only reason I wouldn't put Vic in there because Vic ain't had a longevity. You know what I'm saying? But them two motherfuckers and Mahomes got to be three right there, bro. So Mahomes, I feel like he'll have enough of that oomph or willpower to get that shit done. Now, to me, the Eagles are definitely the better team. They're the most complete team. Offense and defense, they should actually win. They are the favorites, but I'm going for the Chiefs, man, because, you know what I'm saying, it's fucking Mahomes, man. Like, what the fuck can't that nigga do? You know what I mean? But, again, that's a Super Bowl for next week. As you're seeing this, the Super Bowl will be on February 12th. It is live at Arizona. You know what I'm saying? And this is not also the Super Bowl, but this is a.k.a. the Savage Fenty halftime show. You get what I'm saying? So I want niggas to get ready because Rihanna ain't fucking playing. Niggas thought that Rihanna ain't coming with shit or niggas are saying like, what is she going to perform? Oh, she don't perform the new record. And if she does, what the fuck y'all going to do? Start protesting? You know what I'm saying? Because guess what? Don't be surprised if she does because it's her recent record. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? That's how you that's how you set the tone for the audience. That's how you let the audience know that not only did I have hits and that I've been doing this shit, but I'm still doing this shit. And then that's how you set the tone for what's coming next. So she might fuck around, do a tour, and that's just going to be the kickstart to her music being revived you know what i'm saying and you know that's the super bowl for all the non-football cats again keeping it on sports because this has been an eventful weekend more so on sunday we had the grammys the grammys popped off we went through that you know what i'm saying but also besides the grammys for my baltimoreans for my ravens flock family they had the 30 for 30 documentary on the Baltimore Ravens 2000 Super Bowl champion defense. More so the defense, but shout out to the team because they highlighted Trent Dilfer, the Shannon Sharp, shout out to Unk, you know what I'm saying, Ray Lewis, the D, you know, Rod Wilson, Chris McAllister. We had the motherfucking hitters, you know what I'm saying? Rest in peace, the Goose. You know what I'm saying? I wish he could have seen that doc because it was fire and it was just amazing looking back on things and like shout out to my Giants fans because there's no, you know, no hate or nothing. But at the end of the day, I did not know that we shut them down that bad that they didn't score not a single touchdown, you know what I'm saying? On offense, at least, you know, so it's just one of those things. And it was a great thing to keep it short for me to relive because I was definitely a, a, a young cat looking at the first Super Bowl. I was more hyped with the second one in 2012 when we beat Cap in the 49ers than the first one because I was older by that by the second point to kind of, you know, grasp what the fuck was going on and really, really wild the fuck out as a, as an older person rather than the first one as a young buck. I was kind of like, hype but just that was that you know what i'm saying so definitely shout out to my ravens and more importantly we need to make sure we lock in number eight you know what i'm saying pay that nigga his bread that he earns and deserves so we can lock the team in trade for d hop or whatever the fuck we need any receiver if we don't get d hop we need to get 
any fucking body that's not 35 and above. You know what I'm saying? So lock the team in, get the defense ready, and we'll see niggas at the Super Bowl, man, soon. You understand? For the third one. But, you know, we outside, man. This is for the love. And we about, like, we about we about there. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we about there. So we already talked about the Grammys. You know what I'm saying? The Ravens dot, you know, the Super Bowl predictions. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the Chiefs because I got the Chiefs. And shout out to the Eagles too, man, because the Eagles are just, they've been steamrolling all season. So these are the two teams that would and should be there because they are the number one. They've been rolling the season and they got to the top game. And it's now to see who's going to win that bitch. You know what I'm saying? But, and. The last thing on sports that I would say, well, no, it ain't. <laughs> I'm bugging because it's still some other shit. You know what I'm saying? You got Tom Brady. He's finally retired. Thank God this nigga is over. Like, I'm tired of this nigga. Like, the world's done with this nigga. Like, the day after he retired, this nigga's taking thirst trap pitches. So, you already know the CTE's probably kicking in. I don't know. I'm assuming. I don't want to put that on him. But regardless, you got that type of shit. And then, besides TB12, you know what I'm saying, with that, it's, what was it, Kyrie Irving is a motherfucking maverick, you know what I'm saying, Kyrie Irving is a motherfucking maverick, he's been officially traded to the Dallas Mavericks prior to the deadline, after requesting a trade, and of course, Anything that Kyrie does pisses off most of the people, which I find hilarious. But what people got to understand is that you think I'm going to play 40 plus fucking minutes with no KD, no nothing, with no job security and expect for me to play that shit? No, nigga, you got to pay me. So if you don't want to pay me, trade me. You know what I'm saying? And why the fuck would I pay, play, excuse me, for a fucking owner? that literally wanted to make an example out of a, out of my ass. So you know what I'm saying? Like this nigga gave me a list or a pre-set list of things that I got to do to get back with the team. Nigga, in that moment I would have been like suck my dick and trade the trade me. I don't give a fuck if you trade me the motherfucking OKC or whatever. Get me the fuck out of here off principle. You know what I'm saying? And for people that said they feel sorry for KD, I don't know why because KD left Utopia, and I don't know anybody else in the world who's leaving Steph Curry and the Splash Brothers and that shit, because you won two rings, went three straight finals, but that wasn't enough because you wanted your own narrative. Now this is the narrative. You get what I'm saying? Like You went from motherfucking Golden State to eventually a three-head monster with, with you, Kyrie and James Harden. James Harden wanted to get the fuck out of there. I wonder why. And then Kyrie uh eventually wanted to get out of there. And even KD wanted to get the fuck out of there because he requested for a trade. So it's more so pointing at the management. And then I'm seeing reports where the, the owner didn't want to trade him to the Lakers because that was his preferred destination. To me, that's super petty. Um it's also business because 
I'm going to trade you, but I'm not going to give you what you want at the same time. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, you know, that's the business about it. It's nothing personal. It's just what it is with business. But that's that, you know, and Dallas to me lost and got fleeced in the trade because they ultimately traded. They traded for a world talent. An all-star, a superstar, champion, et cetera, but he is a very much in this case a rental. Cause I don't see him coming back to Dallas. I don't see him resigning. And at the end of the season, he's gonna be a free agent. So once he's a free agent, in my mind, he's gonna go to where he wants to go, which is in LA with Braun. We'll get at least two years, if not a year of that. They may fuck around and get another ring, and then that's that. You know what I'm saying? Me personally, Kyrie should have been made a mission for him to go to L.A., but that's neither here or there. You know what I mean? But that's the plan, and that's what I think is going to happen for next year's season. And this year, he's going to ball out for Dallas because he has no choice. And then once Dallas is done, he's going to L.A. You know what I'm saying? So that's the NBA for you, you know? and. Also, Braun's about to break the record. You know what I'm saying? He's about to beat Kareem. That's either by Tuesday or Thursday. Until he's breaking, they televising that shit. So that's just going to be amazing to watch that. Shout out to Braun. And you got the GOAT argument, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to put you over Jordan. I'm not going to put Jordan over Braun. I'm just more so saying that the nigga has an argument for the GOAT, man. Because like, if you pass Kareem and you had all this longevity and shit, how the fuck can you not be in the conversation? I mean, and then the ring shit don't matter because Bill Russell, rest in peace, has 11. So the sit shit, you know what I mean? But enough sports, man, because I know y'all probably thinking like, yo, what the fuck is this nigga talking about? Or like, I'm waiting for this nigga to be done with the sports. You know what I'm saying? This ain't ESPN. You damn right it ain't ESPN. But we love sports. It's called for the love of sports. You know what I'm saying? But. Where are we at? Because we pretty much almost there. We not there, but we there. And I, besides, because besides what I also wanted to talk about was the TV shows that's been going on. Again, we still celebrating Black History Month. You know what I'm saying? We got the we got the T-shirts, we got the hoodies. You know what I'm saying? Represent Black History. It really don't, but it's flowers for my guys. You know what I'm saying? For the love merch, go ahead, cop that shit. You know what I'm saying? Got to put the promo up there at any point. You know what I'm saying? It's a stamp. And being that it's Black History Month, man, it's a lot of Black excellence. You know what I'm saying? I'm seeing a lot of moisturized skin. I'm seeing a lot of good TV shows, actually, a lot of black TV shows. You know, they currently got BMF. That's my shit right now. Lamar is a wild nigga. You know what I'm saying? To dump a shit bag on a motherfucker has to be top three worst things that you can even fucking do. I ain't even knew or known that I was one of the worst things you could fucking do until I seen it. Like, I never even thought that a nigga would even process to do some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So, Lamar's a wild fucking nigga. And at the end of the day, he killed like a 12 year old boy in the first season. So, nothing surprised me after that. But that shit was crazy. And Meech and T, man, that nigga Meech is relentless, man. So, they at the point 
spoiler alert, it is what it is, but they at the point now where they went to Atlanta, met Goldie, played by Monique, killed that shit. Monique is a legend, another queen in the game. Glad and respect the 50 for giving her her flowers and putting her back into the scene because Oprah and Tyler Perry, them niggas, wanted to play games and act like the shit wasn't what it was, but it actually was that. And 50 being the nigga that put her on the platform is all flowers. You know what I'm saying? BMF is definitely the shit to watch. And take my word, because I don't even watch TV like that. You know what I'm saying? And the other show that I'm waiting on is Snowfall, man. You know what I'm saying? Because when Franklin pull up, on late february february 25th or february 22nd one of the dates that's when snowfall comes on it's the last season for snowfall i love how they handled the show especially after john singleton's passing rest in peace and i feel like six seasons is a perfect amount of content to end it on a good note rather than trying to drag some shit and then that kills the legacy of the show that to me is what power did the first three seasons of Power was so fucking immaculate that it could have rivaled the the Wire and Sopranos and that type of shit. And then once it got past that shit, then that's when they start going left and start doing some unrealistic bullshit. And it kind of killed the dynamic of the whole series. You know what I'm saying? So Snowfall is definitely that shit. And I think Snowfall will go down as one of those top shows all time when it's finished after six seasons. and. You know what I'm saying? That's that's just pretty much that. And then it was one other show I did lie, and that was that was the Power Tariq book two that coming out in St. Patrick's Day in March. So I think that's fitting. That's the other show I'm waiting on. And we're gonna see Tariq sell more bricks and sell more drugs in school. And I think to this day the funniest part about that show is still the fact that this young man, Tariq, did all of this resentment, negativity, hating, etc. on his pops in the regular power just to kill his ass and become his fucking father. I still think that hasn't been talked about enough on the show. Of course, I don't think they need to talk about it, but I just think it's telling because he ended up becoming the, the motherfucker he don't like the whole fucking time. and. He wasn't born in the street shit. You was born off fucking privilege. You know what I'm saying? Being wealthy off the drug game from your pops just to do the same shit your pops did. You know, it's just, it is what it is. Niggas learn the hard way. And sometimes I believe that niggas just got to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? It's a matter if you can make it out or not. But shout out to motherfucking 50. Shout out to BMF. Shout out to Snowfall power series you know what i'm saying check them shits out i'm pretty sure there's hella tv shows y'all do me a favor hit my chat hit me up on the side let me know what tv shows i should be watching or that's out there that's popping because niggas just listening to other things and other niggas talking about and i'm not gonna lie i'm doing hella great with the segues because that leads to me on the next topic which i want to get into which is regarding podcasting which voila i am a podcaster but what i really wanted to discuss because there were other things 
within the podcast world that I found intriguing. And it was mainly two things. And the first was in relation to Nori and Joe Button on the recent pod on the Joe Button podcast where Nori was a guest. And they pretty much started popping off at motherfucking other podcasters and notable podcasters, I would say. They started talking and pretty much talking down on the other pod, saying that it's saturated niggas just don't know what to do. And they pick up podcasting, thinking this shit gonna work, but it flops. You know what I'm saying? Nori speaking out his mouth, saying how before him, niggas was giving up their YouTube channels for free. And he was the first or one of the ones that facilitate the three the three pod deal, you know, et cetera. And then of course Joe co-signing it was just, you know, very it was telling, but it was very weirdo behavior to me because the facts are the facts and the facts are at the end of the day, if it wasn't for Tatstone, free Tatstone, by the way, there wouldn't be no drink champs. You know what I'm saying? Cause before this whole shit popped off back in 2014, 2015, tax season existed and the podcast game at the time was only audio. So with the podcast game being just audio, then that means you can go to the podcast app or any other app and just listen to the podcast, which at the time tax season was the one that was setting the tone. And then Eventually, we saw Drink Champs, and what Drink Champs did was incorporate the video with the audio, like Joe Button's podcast, because Joe Button is a pioneer in this pod shit, but Tat Stone is the pod motherfucking father besides Joe Button. You know what I'm saying? So, Nori saying that coming out the mouth like he was one of the origin niggas was very corny to me because it wasn't a humble approach, it was very egotistical. And it was just very telling because Nori even had tax on his pod prior to tax getting locked up. So I thought that they would have a mutual understanding and love for each other. But after that, it seems to be that Nori really don't give a fuck about tax. And he even shitting on Combat Jack. Rest in peace to Combat Jack. Because I want to point out to the podcast world and to the people that if it wasn't for Combat Jack, it wouldn't be none of this shit. You know what I'm saying? Respectfully, more so with Tax and Nori and all the other pods going forward. Now, respect to Joe Button because he was one of the pioneers as well. So I can't say that Joe wasn't a part of this shit. He was definitely one of the first when it was I named this podcast later. And then it went from that to Rory and then Rory and Maul and then what you see now with queens flip and melissa ford and ice and ish you know what i'm saying so shout out to joe i just thought the approach from nori and joe co-signing was corny as shit and i hope there's no power wars with that you know what i'm saying because at the end of the day there's no need for that and it should be all love and of course that leads to the second piece which is more very more important and very telling and very bozo ish etc i can any negative thing you could think of is very that because this is in regards to jay prince and the million dollars worth of game cat shout out to gillian wallow those those are other innovators in the pie game they killing the shit 
You know what I'm saying? They got their deal and they knocking the shit out. Now, with that being said, because for the love is about flowers, as you can see, but we also about the truth, man. We about telling it for what it is. So at the end of the day, to see Jay Prince, one, take the time and go on a public platform and speak and make threats on family shit and shit that has nothing to do with him was very bozo-ish. And what I'm referring to is the threats he sent to Offset in regards to the takeoff killing and rest in peace to takeoff. I thought that was lame because one, who the fuck is you to talk about another nigga's family dynamic? You don't even know their relationship. And I just thought that was just corny. To me, that even told me to go deeper that Jay Prince and QC from the label had conversations and QC being a nigga that was fishing to Jay Prince like, yo, offset, don't fuck with it. I really think that was the conversation. And then he went on that pod and said that type of shit. Two, I thought it was nasty that they was even speaking on an open case that's currently being investigated. So to summarize that shit, they were pretty much snitching <laughs> on the fucking podcast. Like, let's keep it a buck. We talk about the six nine shit. We talk about all this other shit. Jay Prince was ratting on that fucking pod. That man was on public platform speaking on fucking a case that's being investigated. So all this shit can be used in public court, in criminal court. And to me, that's snitching. Because if you fishing and you giving information to motherfuckers to help the case, then you helping. You understand? And the main reason I'm bringing this shit up is because this is supposed to be the infamous J. Prince from Maltas from Rap-A-Lot Records. There is Houston, Texas, Enforcer, etc. And then my last critique is on Gillian Wallow because Gillian Wallow has the responsibility just like nori went through the responsibility with the kanye episode and how he stood on it and then got the got the clap back and then he pulled the episode gillian wallow supports their platform in the positivity light which i support they're not about violence they're not about none of that shit they're about progression they're about people getting their bread they're about million dollars worth of game so to go from that and to allow this man to get in your platform and to do the exact opposite of what your pod is about, which is sending threats, committing violence, speaking on how you about this, how you that and that to me was this very bozo shit. I didn't like the pod and it was just corny. You know what I'm saying? Now, it, it, it reminded me of when Mav Hoffa shout to my expert opinion because that's another dope pod. But when they had Troy Av on that shit, it was a nasty episode to me. This man, Troy Av, the whole two hours, close to three hours, was damn near speaking on a, a man that's incarcerated. That, and you got on stand and testified. So you a rat. But you got on this platform to start speaking like you just thugged out motherfucker that people can't understand you. It was just lame shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was very nasty work. And, you know, these pauses got to, you know, got to do better, man. Because at the end of the day, y'all are who y'all are. Y'all legends. Some of y'all are legends. Some of y'all are notable motherfuckers. Some of y'all are popular, et cetera. 
but to do that shit is nasty and at the end of the day for the love ain't about that you know what i'm saying for the love is about positivity when you pull up at for the love just understand that we about the truth and we we ain't about bullshit you know what i'm saying but all right 757 sounds and on this one you know what i'm saying for five three we gonna take it back to seven five seven of course because the last two was richmond but we got the good brother d'angelo xavier representing virginia beach you get what i'm saying and this record is called new town and of course it's fire because everything we play for 757 sounds is fire so get used to it already if you haven't and again the song is called new town shout out to all my beach cats and let's get it man A bad bitch beside me My hands on her thighs Cause I know she wanna ride me Knowing out of love Just some devilish shit I don't get too attached I can loosen my grip The time when night falls Is usually when the mood We get switched Niggas desperate They quit to make a murder attempt But no relation on the mood To get faded All my niggas in the back Smoking on the loose I slide the hand savers From the traffic jam smooth Tank on E And I'm dying to speed Flipping through some pocket chains Like a pack of loosely I can play it cool like I got some money on me A bit lame to be asking for change And the bums on the corner doing the same thing Ain't it a shame? I really wonder how much a dollar costs We running late, pump the gas and hit the exhaust Running through the red light like the feds on me And the bat they wildin' out like it's a bug on them I told them chill cause a nigga can't see from the rear And the driver's side is heavy where I keep my conceal for real My foot weighing on the pedal plate No side of traffic so it ain't no need to have you break I swear right, changing lanes, watch me demonstrate Hitting 80 on the way to hit the interstate No, put your hands up high Swear, swear We just swerving No, put your hands up high Swear, swear We keep swerving No, put your fucking hands up high Swear, swear I'm tired of swerving Now keep your hands up high Swear You driving like a maniac So what? They passing the blood they handing it to me, nigga, I'm passing it up Not into the ganja, nigga, I'm sober as fuck Just trying to get some pussy and I'm busting a nut I'm riding on the ass, that's a pause for the homo fold. They ride they brakes like they dumb, why you drive so slow? I hit the horn so they drive faster Back to the pedal, shit go viral if I had a camera You fucking bastards It's funny how it's dead at night not a soul in sight, but the mirror's dim from the light But patrol watching, and they clock every move And these crooked ass cops, they feeding and make the news for real My foot on the pedal brake, we pulling up to the spot This the location, a parking lot full of people, my niggas impatient Trying to get into the party, my nigga, we made it Where the bitches at? It's overheard from the back A bunch of bad johns walking inside of the cul-de-sac Yep, 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 yep. You already know that was the good brother D'Angelo Xavier. The record was called Newtown. 
Again, check them out on all DSPs, you know, and that's representing 757 Sounds for this pod. And listen, at this point, we are actually at the conclusion of the pod, you know, before we check out and uh, eat my grapes and get to my water and all that shit, you know what I'm saying? I want to dedicate this not only to the ancestors because it's Black History Month and continuing that, I want to dedicate this pod to the black queen in Illinois that allegedly stole $1.5 million worth of chicken wings from the school district. You understand? Because first and foremost, I want to know what the fuck is $1.5 million worth of chicken in the first place. One, please show me how much chicken is that? Because to steal that amount is historic. It is inspiring, and if you ask me, it's nothing more than community service, because what the fuck you think she about to do with them chicken wings? And I'm going to just let you think about that. So we dedicate that to that black queen that's doing shit for the culture, you know what I'm saying? And also, more importantly, like I said, it's Black History Month. We don't need a month, but it's Black History Month, so we're going to keep celebrating black excellence, and that's outside and inside of February. And continuing on, understand, like I said again, we got the merch for the love tees. We got the white t-shirt, as you can see, with the rose on the back. We got the black tees. We got other assorted colors of your requests. Just hit me or go to the website, which is Super Clothing. And for the hoodie seasons, because it's still cold as a bitch out there. You know, in Virginia, we get four seasons. The hoodies is out. We got all colors, like I said, of your choice. This one in particular is brown, is is matching the couch, you know what I'm saying? Because we keep it aesthetic and earth, you know what I mean? But definitely pull up on the website, shout out to Super Clothing, and cop some merch, man, you know what I'm saying? For the love, you know? Like, you don't have to do it, but, you know, do it for the love, man. You know, tell niggas outside, go outside, and give the word of mouth so niggas can keep pulling up on this shit, you know? But... Last but not least, man, again, this is this your boy Los. I want to thank people for listening to me, you know what I'm saying? You know, please keep checking me out, you know, check out the YouTube channel because we are officially on video. You can see the God in the flesh, you know what I'm saying? This is, again, for the love. I represent the 757 VA. Shout out to Big K. Shout out to Lady Caution for killing shit on the RBE battle rap circuit. First and foremost, you know what I'm saying? 30 pieces from Big K. And to me, outside the hometown bias, I had Caution winning 2-1. QB is a legend, you know what I'm saying? But Caution is that is that fucking beast and that girl. And more importantly, look forward to February 25th because she will be in the finals versus C3 on the Remy Martin anniversary Chrome 23 card for the tournament. And of course, it's 757 over nothing. And also, just want to shout out, keeping it local, to Missy Elliott, Mr. Mr. Mina, because Missy was our only Mr. Mina. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to her for not also being in the Grammy nominations, because she was there as far as the 50th hip hop celebration. I forgot to announce that. But she is actually the first, and I mean the first, woman nominee 
of the songwriters award you get what i'm saying so respect missy respect the 757 and with that being said this is you see your boy los this is five three and god bless